0: Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. I'm Dr. Jerry Walker.
1: And I'm Sergeant Ackerbird.
0: On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you
2: encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. What's today's topic? So today we're continuing our discussion of the four pillars of good leaders as espoused by uh, Lieutenant General Stephen Quass, the current commander of AATC. And last time we talked about nobility. Today we're going to talk about what in some senses is the opposite of nobility, and that's humility. And Chapman, why is humility important? Well, it's a
0: right understanding of who you are. Sometimes we have a wrong definition of humility, but from a faith perspective, these leaders, these sages in early times would come in and recognize the gifts they had without comparing them to other people. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, let's say it was Moses. He would say, I'm a great leader in this respect. I'm a poor leader in that respect, but not comparing them saying I'm a better leader than this person or that. So for us, uh, and I'll use me as an example, I enjoy speaking. I love speaking. Mm -hmm. You can put me in front of an audience and it would be great. Uh, That's just something I really enjoy, and it's a gift. So I can say I am a good public speaker. But I also recognize that I am maybe a poor writer. So when the 5 Minutes to Thrive, our weekly document that we send out, you guys write, you're way better writers than I am. So that's just your gifting. And I can say that. And it's not a comparison thing. It's just recognizing where our gifts lie. So for us, why it's so important is to recognize who you are, the gifts you have, and how you can impact your community, state, nation, your family, and Mm -hmm. to use your gifts without muting them One thing that's a big passion area for me on this is there's uh, some unfortunate misinterpretations of Scripture where people make themselves feel, they put themselves down, and uh, Mm. I'd use the term Ned Flanders-isms to make themselves uh, like the guy from The Simpsons, essentially masking their gifts so that they Mm. look weak or meek. And that's really not what it is. It's
2: bringing our gifts to the table and using them in whatever context you're in. I like that perspective because I think a lot of times we associate humility uh, or being humble with the idea of meekness, uh, or even weakness. Mm-hmm. So somebody is humble not because they're not trying to boast, but because they really don't have anything to boast about. Um, that's not certainly not the case. And what you're saying is that uh, the, the the issue here comes with comparison. Mm-hmm. I really like that because it's... Almost human nature to compare ourselves to other people. In fact, in psychology, part of the way that we know how to act in certain situations, how we understand our social standing within any group of people, is by that comparison. So we're always trying to, to do our best, to be our best, uh, to work on our weaknesses, and we measure our success a lot of times not in how far we've come, but how much we meet up with the socially accepted standard. Easy one is um, physical fitness. So there's a lot of standards out there that give give us very poor uh, uh, objects of comparison, so that even though we may make a lot of ground in uh, in our own personal regards we can 't uh, meet up to these unrealistic standards mm-hmm. and so that 's where comparison can become an issue conversely, people who do uh, do really well and, and do feel that they measure up uh, very favorably in comparison to other folks can fall into the pride pitfall that 's right and and so humility is. Uh, eschewing all of that to say instead of comparing you to me or me to Sarah knackerberg or you guys to each other uh that we look for what our own weaknesses are what our own strengths are and rather than compensating for our weaknesses we leverage those strengths to our advantage and to the advantage of other people
0: correct but it can be a tightrope because you could easily fall into pride so just what i said earlier well i'm a a good speaker. I really enjoy speaking. Well, that could turn very prideful and say, I am the best speaker ever. <laughs> and that's just not true. And if you've listened to these podcasts, you have enough evidence to prove that. My thing though, is just saying not to compare, but just to say, I have a gift and this is a gift I can use. You have a gift and I know your gifts and gifts that you guys can use.
1: So to me, correct me if I'm wrong, it almost sounds like having an opinion about a strength or weakness, but not judgment. It's not necessarily a good or bad. Okay. So when we look at strength or weakness, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in my mind, when I think of humility, I think it's a fact that we formulate or an opinion that we formulate, maybe not so much fact, um, but then you're not assigning a good or bad. There isn't a mm-hmm. judgment to it. Um, I know I say to you, Dr. Walker, you write five minutes to drive so much better than me, right? But I also tend to minimize my sure. ability as well, but, I, but that's because I've attached a judgment to my side. Right. At least that's how, when I think humility for me. And
2: it's part of that comparison yes. piece, too. Yes. Um, and so I, I think that's good, though, because if you're not being judgmental either about yourself or other people, then you can actually have a more realistic understanding of where you fall uh, along the, the spectrum. So it can help us actually be aware of not necessarily our weaknesses, but those quote-unquote opportunities for improvement right so if we 're not being judgmental towards ourselves we 're taking an honest and realistic look at uh, some areas where we could stand to make some changes we could stand to improve, then I think that 's going to help us uh, rather than feel ashamed or embarrassed about those things to actually make progress on them well, and
0: one piece of the of humility in growing as a leader is growing in all four pillars, and a principle of spiritual growth accepted by many faiths is to remove judgment from situations mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say to look at them objectively and just realize it 's an experience you 're having grow. Now, that doesn't mean there's not a right and wrong, mm-hmm. but to realize if you're going through something that it's just a situation that you can grow from, that's it, whether it's removing the good or bad designation.
2: And this can be a challenge, especially for leaders, <laughs> yeah. because they're, mm-hmm. they're called upon to uh, almost be infallible. Mm-hmm. So when we, we look at our leaders or when our leaders are trying to present this persona of who they are and why they're worthy of being followed, um, rather, whether they have three people that they're leading or an entire wing. Uh, they want people to, to feel like they can trust in their decisions. And when we inevitably screw up because we're all human, we all make mistakes, how that leader navigates that potential mistake or that failure I think says a lot about their character and can actually uh, tip the balance in terms of how I regard them. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget this. I was, um, I was working with some folks in EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal, and their uh, commander had come in for a down day. It was a you know, resilience day. And so the commander was talking to them about some of the personal difficulties that he'd had in his life and um, how, what, how that led him to go seek mental health counseling. And he was very open and honest about uh, how he was affected by certain things that had happened in, in his personal life. And he talked about what it took for him to actually grow and to, to get over it. And he very bluntly said, you know, there should be no shame attached to this. If you guys are struggling, come talk to me, you know, talk to each other, go to mental health if you need it. Um, it's absolutely accept- acceptable. And I'll tell you, in that moment, I looked around the room and all these guys were just looking at, at their commander with this awe and this awesome respect it was really cool to see because of the way that he had talked about some of these struggles he's had in the past you know, we could we could call them shortcomings but i don't even think that's appropriate but in the eyes of those guys they were seeing this this person being uh human and being yeah. personal to them and in humanizing himself to them he gained so much more respect that if he just tried to uh, pr- present this uh, persona of you know, this austere powerful leader with no weaknesses mm-hmm. and so I think that's the, the challenge that we have as leaders is to to be personable with our folks to be able to admit when we make mistakes or when we um, have some shortcomings that either we're working on right now or that we've uh, had to work on in the past and then serve as that example to other peoples and do it in this vein of humility not prideful. yeah. pridefulness
1: Yeah, I I would imagine as a leader in that position, it'd be really difficult um, knowing also, like, what's the line to share Mm -hmm. and what's the line not to share, right? We want to send the message of, hey, I noticed I was down, I was weak, or I just wasn't myself, maybe not weak in that term. But, you know, share that with them to let them know, but, hey, I'm also seeking services to get better, to show strength and growth, um, and to let his folks know that it's okay Mm -hmm. to have that moment where we can take a knee and then we're going to get back up. But it could have gone, if you had gone, right? <laughs> we don't want to go too far, right. but we don't also want to be too firm, right? And so there's this tre- this thin line to tread for humility, for what I see. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting.
2: It comes down to what's most appropriate in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think a good way that you can tease that out is to question your motivation for why you're doing certain things. And this applies in, in a lot of different examples when it comes to how do you curb your own pride? If you think back to why am I saying this? What am I hoping to accomplish by talking about this? You know, if, am I talking about my accomplishments or these letters after my name to try to impress other people or uh, to reinforce my sense of authority? Or am I doing it to try to lend credibility to what I'm, I'm saying next? Mm-hmm. You know, Those are two very different motivations, and most of the time people can see through those mm-hmm. types of things. So I, I think that's a good point that you made.
0: So, if someone wants to grow in humility, so they're listening to this podcast and Mm -hmm. they want to be more humble, I guess is a good way to put it. And they don't want to just make humble pie. They don't want to have that. (laughs) They want to exhibit humility as a leader. What's a good way for them to start? Let's say they've examined their motivations. Mm -hmm. So, what else would they do?
2: Well, I actually really like uh, a few books by Brene Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. She writes extensively on shame and, and talks about what it's like to embrace shame, to embrace the discomfort of shame, and use that as a point for growth. And so um, she has a number of books out there, uh, Brene Brown, even TED Talks, that I think are really uh, interesting and can help us reveal some of those things that are, are maybe keeping us from um being humble from allowing ourselves to be humble
1: which is an interesting point because she also has a piece where she doesn't want to be small she talks about not Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to be small like famously small because she's a shame researcher Mm -hmm. and so she wanted her research to be out there she wanted people to know her research but she herself wanted to stay small and safe and so she was avoiding i would say in her humility right Mm -hmm. like she was staying on the safer quieter side but she did want the research to get out there Uh so because she wanted that to be known um, but so that's a fine line also to tread I think in her motivation she was motivated to get that information out on shame but then she herself struggled with her her humility as far as like she doesn't she didn't want to be like in the limelight
0: well and I heard her say don't puff up don't shrink yes she had a statement (laughs) saying now where she goes into a place don't puff up don't shrink and that's Mm -hmm. what humility is at its Mm -hmm. core you don't shrink you don't puff up you're just right down the center And just acknowledge your gifts and share them and again look at your motivations Mm -hmm. look at your identity look at your gifts and the last thing we want you to do is to walk away from the of of anyone telling you to exhibit humility and you to hide your gifts like you were brought into the Air Force for a reason to use Mm -hmm. the gifts talents skills and abilities to help our nation win wars but also to help your airmen help the help your wingman right next to you Mm -hmm. so we just want you to use that as a
2: leader at any level and that's where the nobility piece comes in that we talked about last time. So it might seem at first uh, glance that nobility and humility contradict each other, but in actuality, they seem to run parallel. Well, we want to thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast
0: of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem, I'm Dr. Jerry Walker.
1: And I'm Sergeant Ackerberg.
0: Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us on the global address list. Finally, thanks for what you do for our nation, and we hope you have a great day.